Wow. I have to follow that. I could say amen. We can go home right now. I think we've been to church. Have we? <laughs> hey, you be quiet. <laughs> I said I could. I didn't say I was going to. <laughs> oh, man, that beautiful. Thank you. Uh, that was gorgeous. The only mistake is I misspelled her name. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um, man, I don't know what to say. Again, um, I've known Lindsay a long time, and, and, and hearing that kind of talent and her use it for the Lord is just a blessing, a blessing. Um, again, it's awesome to have her family here with us as well, and uh, um, that, was, that was amazing. This morning, uh, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about how... Again, in good times and bad times, God's still in control. And if we're ready to receive Him, we can feel His Spirit. And He can use His Spirit through us to do some amazing things. That's kind of the thought I want us to have uh, as I read the scripture and, and, and do our lesson this morning, it's just that uh, we're not alone. Again, no matter uh, how good things are or how bad things are, we still have a Lord that's in control in the mountains and the valley. And that is, gives me much peace to know that. I'm going to read now from Acts 2, and I'm going to read the first 21 verses of Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in their native language. Amazed and astonished they asked, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native languages? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jew and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear the speaking about God's deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea 
and all who live in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be, God, it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon the flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heavens above, and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. Before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, I just come to you to give you thanks for, for being here with us, Lord. Thank you for your word. Lord, I just pray that each person here this morning feels the presence of your Holy Spirit. Lord, and that everything that we do here is to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Filled with the Spirit. This morning I want to talk to you about Pentecost, and we kind of, we kind of set it off last week. We, we kind of started it last week when Jesus, on the day he ascended to heaven, gave the disciples instructions to go back to Jerusalem. Go back to Jerusalem and wait. And they did. Uh, they followed the instructions. They were obedient, and they assembled together. They prayed together. And they selected Matthias to replace Judas. And now, as they wait, they're getting ready to receive something that's better than they could ever, ever imagine. Have you ever got a gift that was better than you ever thought it could be? Somebody told you, hey, this is going to be coming. It's going to, be, it's going to change your life. It's going to be the best thing you've ever gotten. And then, but you've got to wait. You ever had that happen? It's a lot of fun, right? I wait really well. I'm very patient. Uh, and I'll wait. I shouldn't lie uh, at all, but especially when I'm right here. I'm not. I can't wait. If I buy a gift early, I want to give it to you. If you buy me a gift early, I want it. <laughs> it's just who I am. I don't wait well. I'm not patient. But Jesus gave these disciples instructions. Hey, everything's going to be all right. Here in just a few days, you're going to receive something that I can't even tell you about it. I can't explain it to you right now because you won't understand it. That's how great this gift is going to be. So now we're in Acts 2. And we're going to read the, or we're going to talk about the significance that occurred on that day. You see, because it's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let me back up and just tell you the Holy Spirit has always existed. God exists as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He has always existed. He's part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. But on this particular day, the Holy Spirit filled each believer. The Holy Spirit filled each believer. So everybody was, the Holy Spirit was poured upon everybody. And then the first gospel was preached that day by Peter. And then the beginning of the Lord's church. So our church was born on that day. So there's so many things going on what I'm going to focus on is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Again, it was the day of Pentecost. Pentecost is 50. It's 50 days, originally 50 days after celebrating the wheat harvest. 
50 days after Passover. It's 50 days after Passover, which is when they celebrated the wheat harvest. It's 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, so we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit 50 days after Easter. And again, just 10 days before, Jesus ascended into heaven. We talked about that last week. And what happened on that day is they were all in one accord. They were in unity. They were all together in one place. There were about 120 of them. About 120 of them. And the Scripture says they. So, so the Scripture's talking about all of them as, as one. The pronoun they means it points back to all the apostles. You see, they were sitting in the house. It must have been a big house. There were 120 of them. But they were sitting in the house, and those who spoke were all Galileans. They were all Galileans. But of the 120, they were from all over Palestine. And then, as the Holy Spirit descended... There was a mighty sound, a rushing wind. Can you imagine that day? Everything is quiet. All of a sudden, you can actually hear the Holy Spirit entering the place. And if you look at the Scripture, Luke is saying it's like a rushing wind. He's not actually describing exactly what it is because I don't think he can explain it. I think it's so wonderful. It's something that he can't put into words that we can understand. But it's like a rushing wind. Okay, and it filled the house where they're sitting. And divided tongues fell on each of them. And this enabled the apostles to speak in languages that everybody could understand. See, that drew the attention of some devout Jews. Everyone heard them speak in their own language. And those that could hear it and understand it were amazed. And those who couldn't questioned it. They mocked them. They accused them of being drunk. But Peter explained that it was too early for them to be drunk, that what was happening was something greater than could be explained. The Holy Spirit had just filled each one of them. And this is another thing that we kind of get confused on the Holy Spirit. We get confused on the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God within us. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we don't just get a little bit of the Spirit, then we get more Spirit later. It says right here that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's each one of us. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. I've looked at people before and said, man, I wish I had that much spirit. Have you ever done that? Like, man, you look at the things people are doing for the Lord and think, if I could only have that much spirit. The truth is you have that much spirit. You may have some junk in between you and that spirit. You may have something that you need to, to get rid of. I may have something that I need to get rid of to be able to feel that Holy Spirit and do the work that the Lord wants me to do. The Holy Spirit's in each of us. We're filled with it. I gave you a story last week about Dink McMillan, and, and, and I prayed for the Lord to bless me with how much spirit Dink McMillan had because the, the impact she had on the kids during that camp that I was going to say that year, but those several years, is unexplainable. If you want to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, you should go talk to Dink McMillan because you could feel it. But again, we're, we're, we have just the same amount of Holy Spirit. We have just the same amount. Who believes me when I tell you that? God does not do anything a little bit. 
He does not do it a little bit. He blesses us with what we need. He blesses us with everything we need. Matter of fact, this was proclaimed by John the Baptist when he talked about how someone was coming that he could not even he was not even qualified to hold their sandals. Even though he baptized people with water, he said Jesus was going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the fulfillment of what he said. It's also foretold by Joel. And this is just the fulfillment of the scripture. Again, the Lord blesses us abundantly. You probably get tired of me giving you that definition of abundant. But it means more than we need. It means overflowing. That means if you don't share it, if you don't share it, let's just say you're called to share it. All right? You have more than you need. The Holy Spirit has blessed you so much, has filled you so much, that you are called to go make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we talked last week about how that's in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Sometimes it may not be comfortable to go take Jesus and the Holy Spirit where, it, where they need to go, but we're called to deliver that message, just like the apostles were. Just like the apostles were. We're called. And again, if you back up in that scripture, the word all, all were filled with the Holy Spirit. I did a lot of research on the word all. And you know what I found out the word all means? I went to the Greek, I went to the, it means all. That's what it means. That means everybody. So, whose job is it? Who's filled with the Holy Spirit? We all are. Whose job is it to take the message to everywhere? We all are. Now, again, it may not be called to be in a pulpit. It may not be called to be a pastor. But your job still, no matter what you do for a living, no matter where you go, is to take Christ, to take that message of Jesus Christ to everybody you meet. Folks should be able to see the Holy Spirit living in you. Folks should be able to see and feel the presence of God when they're around you. Does that mean we're perfect? No. We're not. And sometimes that Holy Spirit Sometimes, again, we let so much junk that we call sin get in the way of the Holy Spirit. We can't feel His presence. And we can't share it if we can't feel it. Again, because none of us are perfect. But that does not mean, that does not mean when that happens that the Holy Spirit has gone anywhere. He hasn't left. You have. The Holy Spirit hasn't gone anywhere. But to be able to feel the presence again and be able to do the work that he's called you to do, we have to repent. Repent means simply to change our mind. We're going one direction. We need to stop, pray, ask for forgiveness, and turn around and walk back towards the cross. Again, the cross never moves. God never leaves us. When we're on top of the mountain, he's there. When we're going through a valley, he's there. I've been able to, uh, to see the Lord work, working with young people for a while now. You see some of the, 
experiences they have, and, and, and you look and you celebrate the joys, whether it be athletically or, or talented, whatever, you celebrate those joys, and you can see the Lord in their eyes when they're doing well. And then also, young people experience heartache as well. Young people experience heartache as well. And it's our job to teach them that the Lord's still in control. We don't understand everything. But that message that we're reading about right now that happened 2,000 years ago is just as valid today. Our jobs are no different than the apostles then. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. All of us. Our job is to take that message to Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Our job is to take that message to Chestnut Hill, Sevierville, Newport, White Pine, wherever we may be. That's where we take the message of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You see, the day of Pentecost fulfilled Scripture. The day of Pentecost was a part of God's plan all the way, all the time. After Peter spoke and 3,000 new believers accepted Christ that day, he gave them this message, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise to you and to your children and to all, to all, that's everybody. It's every one of us. Again, 3,000 were baptized that day. Have you responded in the same way? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? I can assure you if you have accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit's there. We may need to repent. We may need to get some things out of the way. We may have uh, uh, forgotten whose we were for a little bit, but it's not too late. We can repent and call on Him now. But if you're here today or you're watching or listening online and you haven't made that choice for Jesus, today would be a great opportunity to do it. Today would be a great opportunity. This Pentecost Sunday would be a great opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit. Or if you received the Holy Spirit years ago and you accepted Christ as your Savior, but you need to be redirected a little bit. You need to walk back towards the cross. You can't feel the presence of God. I pray that you get on your knees right now and ask Him to forgive you and get directions from Him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for your, your awesome power. Lord, thank you for being in control of our lives. Lord, thank you for allowing us to come and know Christ as our Savior, Lord, and thank you for filling us up with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray for each person here, each person that may be listening online, Lord, that if they have not accepted Christ as their Savior, that they do that today. Lord, and I pray again just for everybody who's here and, and again may have been on this Christian journey for a while that we just slow down and we... We seek your presence, Lord. We know that you're always there, Lord. That we, In everything that we do, Lord, we just seek your will. I ask all these things 
In Jesus' name, amen.